，享受工作，乐生活。就算不在办公室，也能从容应对线上会议。HP Dragonfly 透过专业的 HP Presence 设计，内建降噪及会议快速键，搭配清晰的 Ben and Olufsen 音效，增强音讯及视讯功能。HP Dragonfly 顶级商务笔电，采用 Windows 11专业版。让您在会议中享有最佳的视觉和听觉品质。Cash handouts from last year's tax surplus could be handed out as early as April 6. Currently, the plan is for a government bill on the 6,000 handouts to clear the legislature on March 24th. It would then be signed by the president on March 25th and take effect on March 27th. Factoring in another five working days for ironing out details with banks. The cash would be ready in just three weeks. A government webpage to register for the handouts will go live at 8 a.m. on March 22nd. That's 6000.gov.tw. The first five days of operation, the website will be open on alternate days depending on whether the last digit on the registrant's ID is odd or even. Enter the necessary personal information plus your bank account details. And all you have to do is wait for the cash to be transferred. The money can also be collected as cash at ATMs or by bringing your NHI card and ID to a post office. Parents can collect the cash on behalf of children aged 12 and below in their families. People who've previously collected national pensions or retirement pays will get the money transferred straight to their accounts. Vice President Lai Qingde appeared alongside TSMC founder Morris Chang on Thursday. The occasion was a special event featuring a discussion between Chang and American author Chris Miller, who wrote about Taiwan and TSMC in his recent book. Lai, who just registered to run in the DPP's presidential primary, spoke at the event, emphasizing the importance of protecting Taiwan's democracy and, by extension, its semiconductor industry. Let's hear of what. Let's hear more of what he had to say. <laughs> Vice President Lai Qingde and TSMC founder Morris Chang make their appearance side by side. The two are also accompanied by American author Chris Miller, who published last year the book *Chip War: The Fight for the World's Most Critical Technology*. On account of Miller's visit, Lai made some special remarks. Chairman Chang is the founder of TSMC and the godfather of the semiconductor industry. He is a walking dictionary of the semiconductor industry, and I personally want to stay here to learn and listen to the conversation between him and Mr. Miller. I won't be leaving until the event is over. TSMC is known locally as the sacred mountain that protects Taiwan with its important semiconductors. Lai said that Taiwan was also determined to protect its own democracy. Chris Miller 在书中特别提到 In his book, Chris Miller specifically mentions that both Taiwan and TSMC are in a quandary due to China's threats of invasion. I want to emphasize today that TSMC should stay in Taiwan, where it was born, grew up, and thrived, and continue to prosper. Taiwan will also continue to protect its democracy. Without democracy, TSMC cannot last. Lai also stressed that the protection of democracy in the Indo-Pacific cannot depend on Taiwan alone, but on the world, especially China.
China should clearly understand that if it wages a war against Taiwan, it will not only hurt Taiwan, but will cause a serious disaster to the world, a disaster that China will also find difficult to handle. We hope that all countries in the world, especially democratic countries, will value the achievements of TSMC and value the fruits of democracy in Taiwan. We must work together to stop China's attempts to invade Taiwan by force. Lai's message was clear. Protecting Taiwan is the only way to protect world peace. These remarks on semiconductors and national security come not long after Lai's registration for the presidential primary, as he proves his mettle to take on the world stage. Yunlin Council Speaker Sun Zhonglong has been detained over his alleged involvement in a bribery scandal related to wind power company WPD Taiwan Energy. Shen and a subcontractor surnamed Zhong had been released over bail over the case last Friday, a decision that was protested by prosecutors citing risk of collusion. The Tainan branch of the Taiwan High Court ordered the Yunlin District Court to re-evaluate the case resulting in their detention. That makes Shen the second KMT Council Speaker to be detained since the local elections last year. Let's hear from the Yunlin District Court. The prosecutors presented quite a lot of evidence, which of course made the judicial panel determine that detention was necessary. Therefore, it was ruled that Speaker Shen and subcontractor Zhong should be detained incommunicado. They are also restricted from what they can read or watch on TV and on access to outside information. Prosecutors say the wind power company had offered 26 million NT in bribes to obtain construction licenses from the government. The money had allegedly been integrated into construction fees to Shen via subcontractors and other intermediaries. The Taiwan high-speed rail will be getting new trains on its tracks as early as 2027. The railway company confirmed on Wednesday that it had reached an agreement with a Japanese manufacturer to purchase 12 next-gen high-speed trains. The agreement was mediated by the governments of Taiwan and Japan, which brought the purchase price down to less than half of the original 5 million NT per train. The oldest high-speed train still in operation in Taiwan is already 16 years old. Though it's still a while until it's time for it to get replaced, the Taiwan High-Speed Rail has placed an order for new train models. The railway company is spending 28.47 billion NT to purchase 12 new-gen trains from Japan's Hitachi Toshiba Supreme Consortium. That's about 2.4 billion NT per train. It's a new generation of bullet trains. They have many functional upgrades from the 700T model. The purchase has been four years in the making. Originally, the Japanese manufacturer had set a price of 5 billion NT per train. The price was rejected twice by the Taiwan High-Speed Rail Corporation, which started looking for sellers in Europe. Eventually, the Japanese maker slashed its price to 2.4 billion NT per train, and the deal was sealed. The new trains could enter operation as soon as 2027. The original price was double the final price. The government also intervened in the negotiation process. Considering inflation, this price is actually quite reasonable. You can't compare the price of a high-speed train with the price of regular trains or MRT trains. They go at completely different speeds. The components they require have to be far more sensitive and accurate. 
both Taiwan's and Japan's governments took part in the negotiations for the high-speed trains. So far this year, Taiwan high-speed rail has recorded seven pantograph malfunctions without a known cause. A reporter asked the transport minister whether he thought that buying more trains from Japan would just bring more problems. No, it is a new model of trains. We will pay close attention when they deliver the trains and when the trains are tested. Pantograph malfunctions do not have an impact on passenger safety, but they do result in delays that could tarnish the reputation of the system. A farm in Nantou has become internet famous for a viral job advert. The unusual advert has been hailed by netizens as a triumph. Qingjing Farm is hiring a new sheepkeeper who will need to keep the farm's valet black nose happy and well-fed. But they chose a very unconventional photo to advertise the job online. A farm worker jangles a pail of food, inviting these adorable valet's black-nosed sheep to come to lunch. The sheep swarm the pail to get at the food. The worker is happy as can be. If it looks like the perfect job, good news. Qingjing Farm is hiring. Applicants don't need any experience, and the salary starts at 27,000 NT. But watch out for the occupational hazards. A worker with a bucket wails with pain. In their rush to get sustenance, the sheep trampled all over her foot. The sheep can't feel it when they step on your feet, so you have to save yourself. If you let the sheep keep standing on you, your feet will get bruised. This funny advert photo was a hit with netizens, but when we surveyed tourists visiting the farm, most said they wouldn't apply for the job. It's not a very practical career move. It's quite far away, and I think it's not very convenient for life. I wouldn't really choose this job. It's a bit remote, and if the salary wasn't high, I wouldn't really want it, unless I lived very nearby. Good thing the employees see it differently. Hanging out with sheep for work is good for the soul, if not always easy on the feet. President Tsai Ing-wen on Thursday attended an award ceremony for wealth management experts. The occasion comes just days after the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and amid the constant rise of interest rates around the world. At the ceremony, several experts weighed in on current, current world trends. Let's hear what they have to say. Today, the world has another shock. Credit Suisse is now in jeopardy. After the constant rise in interest rates in the U.S., the world has begun to face the need to adjust to high interest rates. In the U.S., the Silicon Valley bank crisis has not yet subsided. Now, it's followed by plummeting shares from Credit Suisse, after its largest shareholder refused to continue capital infusion. Seasoned financial expert Xie Jinhe called on President Tsai to help out the industry. Institutes for Global Banking and Finance have been established at National Chengzhou University and National Sun Yat-sen University to nurture more experts in high-level international finance. Now that COVID regulations have been relaxed, we can provide even more diversified financial goods and services to attract more international organizations and capital to Taiwan. Tsai urged that if help is needed, to make it known. But amid high interest rates in the U.S., the situation remains difficult. With some financial institutions facing collapse and global financial shares getting hit hard, many wonder whether the Fed will hike up interest rates yet again next week. 
可能他们会在考虑再升息的那个幅度。I think the Fed will consider the scope of the interest rate hikes. Now that several banks in succession are in crisis, it may worry that the interest rate hikes are too tough. Interest rates were increased too quickly, hurting the evaluation of bond investments. I have only one insight to report. All wealth management services must be developed in a sound and safe financial environment. The Financial Supervisory Commission will make every effort to ensure this. The financial market is caught up in a panic, causing many investors to turn to safe haven assets and driving up gold prices. Back on March 8th, gold was 1,813 U.S. dollars per ounce. But after the Silicon Valley bank collapse two days later, gold prices rose to 1,866 U.S. dollars per ounce. Following the Credit Suisse crisis, gold prices rallied to a high of 1,924 U.S. dollars on March 16th. Doctors are sounding the alarm about a tumor that can affect the uterus without any symptoms. A hysteromyoma is a fibroid tumor in the uterus. It can be dangerous, although 90% of cases are benign. Triathlete Fei Lufan was one of the patients who developed the tumor with almost no symptoms. She finally realized she needed treatment after finding a lump in her abdomen through self-massage. Doctors say that 30% of women in Taiwan aged between 40 and 50 have hysteromyoma. For people in that high-risk group, they recommend regular checkups. As a triathlete, Fei Yufan is a picture of health and vitality. But two years ago, she was surprised by an unexpected discovery. I never really had any symptoms. Just sometimes I would think my belly seemed to be getting bigger and bigger, and I was peeing a bit more often than normal. All along, I thought my abs were too tight, so I would just lie in bed and rub them. And as I was pushing my belly a bit, I found a hard lump. Faye realized she had a lump while she was massaging herself. Medical tests revealed it was a hysteromyoma, a tumor in the uterus. It was already 15 centimeters wide and had pressed her uterus into an L shape. Her vertebrae had also been displaced, but with high-intensity focused ultrasound treatment, the tumor was removed and she made a good recovery. I didn't want to have a treatment that would leave scars and adhesions. I looked up Dr. Fu's clinic, and actually, it wasn't too painful at all throughout the whole process. The recovery was extremely fast. The day of the surgery, I got out of bed and I wanted to go and eat out, but they stopped me. The treatment uses temperature to destroy the blood vessels around the tumor and the tissues of the tumor. After that, the blood supply is reduced and the tumor gradually withers away. Statistics show that 30% of women in Taiwan aged 40 to 50 have a hysteromyoma. The incidence of the condition among younger women is rising. The condition is getting more common among younger people, perhaps because our diets are becoming more refined, or we are trending towards more Western-style diets, higher and higher in fat and calories. When hysteromyoma causes more obvious symptoms, patients notice menstrual pain, an increase in menstrual blood, needing to visit the toilet more often, and constipation. But in a few cases, the tumor has little to no symptoms at all, which is why doctors recommend regular checkups. A stage play that highlights the life of humanitarian workers is showing in Taiwan for the first time. 
The production's actors and director visited various organizations to interview humanitarian workers and transform the stories they collected into a play. FTV reporter Stephen Yang sat down with the production's director and actor to find out more. Un spectacle qui aborde la diversité des sentiments des humanitaires. Tiago Rodriguez and comedy D. Genève collaborated for the production Dance La Mesure D. Impossible. The actors and directors of the production visited several humanitarian organizations in Switzerland and interviewed humanitarian workers. Natasha Kuchmov is the co-director of the comedy Die Genève, which is one of the biggest theatrical institutions in Switzerland. She is also an actor in the production. She says the play is about dignity and resilience. We wanted to do a production about humanitarian workers because since we're based in Geneva, Geneva, as you know, maybe is the birthplace of a lot of uh, unite, um, non-profit organization. And so this was uh, the topic of the play. It's a play about dignity. It's a play about resilience. And uh, since we, we got the chance to actually meet humanitarian workers, so one of the amazing stories, a story about silence, is how when you're humanitarian workers, you have this power to sometimes stop the conflict just for a few minutes to try to help some victims. Act two, I'm not going to save the world. Act three, the world cannot be saved. One story that Kuchimov was strongly impacted by was a story in which she portrayed on a humanitarian worker looking back at her first experience in a refugee camp when she was only 25 years old. However, Kuchimov says that the strongest stories she heard were not included in the play. First of all, it made us feel very humble as actors because we're just actors, we're just telling the story and they actually went through this. Uh, of course, I'm impacted by the stories I do, I portray myself on stage. So actually, the strongest story we heard are not in the play, um, because some stories are too hard to be put on stage. And theater cannot show the reality as it is, uh, because it's not bearable to listen to them. So as actors, what was the strongest stories are not in the play because theater has to find a way to give a twist and give hope. Kuchimov said the team spent three weeks interviewing 30 workers during the daytime and organizing notes at night, and then selecting the stories to perform. The team met with humanitarian workers from the staff of the International Red Cross and Doctors Without Borders in Geneva. Inspired by their stories, this work depicts the struggles the workers face as well as their kindness and selfish love. The entire production took seven weeks to put together. Aside from the script, music was also an important part of the production. It gives uh, a sense of, uh, so it's, it, since it's an, an instrument with no melody, it's just a rhythm and it has an, if a body, an effect on the body of the spectators and of the actors. Uh, it, you can project a lot on, on drums, you can project bombs, you can project uh, uh, desperation. Humanitarians always talk about the fact that they cannot share stories with their families because the, the stories are so tough, they cannot share them. And in a, in a moment in the play, uh, a humanitarian person shares this one. He's, uh, he has to make a decision, an impossible decision. He only has one bag of blood 
and there's three kids. These kids will die if they don't get blood today. Uh, so then he has to decide which child will have the blood. It's Kuchumov's first time visiting Taiwan and performing. Completely thrilled. I just arrived. Um, I, I, I think it's, it's an honor, a chance. Uh, we are, the whole team, we are, we're obsessed with this, <laughs> the fact that we're performing in Taiwan, talking about it for months. Uh, it's a chance to, because since we really talk to the audience, we speak to the audience, we look at them in the eyes. Um, it's, it's a chance to, to see how the play will evolve with the reactions of, of people. The show will be on at the National Theatre until March 19th. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Li Yi Han in Taipei.